1: Love Talk Radio oh, It's that time again
2: Acting foolish, did you lose your mind? Yeah, you bust the window out, but you cold cause you bust the one out on your side. Your side your side Then you're looking silly in the car. You don't trust me. You're silly in the car, and you didn't love me.
3: production
4: All right, y'all. Bust the windows at your car, y'all. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. And it's Men's Month. We're talking about men's issues from a male perspective. And I know every single male that I talk to, they hate that song. Why? Because they've had it happen to them maybe once, twice, maybe even three times. So we're talking about hard choices men must make to have healthy dating relationships tonight so they won't have to keep taking their car back to the shop over and over again. We're talking about it from a male perspective. We have two great guests, and welcome, if you're uh, a first-time tune-in our first time a listener. I'm Tanya White and welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Real Talk with Tanya White is uniquely designed with you in mind because we bring you real issues to enhance your real life and we rate it R because we rate it real, relevant and refreshing. So welcome once again and we want to say thank you before we get started to our Dynamic Diamond sponsor for this show, and that is Loretta Faith Harris. She is helping you turn your tragedy into triumph. So visit her at www.chpublishing.org, and we'll welcome you to become a sponsor. If you love the Real Talk with Tanya White show or you have a business, a book, a CD, listen, we have uh, sponsorship packages that give you more bang for your buck. So visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is spelled T A N Y A white, is in the com. We have four packages, or you can send us an email at realtalk at Tanyawhite.com. Once again, welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. It's men's month all September long. We're bringing you a September to remember. We're talking about dating, marriage, money, power, respect, and how to turn those difficult males into dynamic men all month long. And I'm excited because I love talking about men, I love talking to men, and I just love what God has created. So tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. We got some hot topics, some hot guests, and we're just going to bring it real, relevant, and refreshing. Tonight we have a co-host. I love having co-hosts on this show. It just makes the show just just so much more fun, and so I'm going to bring her on the incredible one herself, Miss Darnell Jervie. Hello, Darnell. How are you? Hey, Tanya. How are you? I am a fantastic uh, this September afternoon. Tell our audience who you are. You've been on the show many times, and you will be back on many times. But tell our audience who you are. Absolutely. I am the driven
5: and determined Darnell Jervie. I am the founder and CEO of Incredible One Enterprises, where we are make it our mission to help you to define and, more importantly, unleash the incredible that is locked inside of you. I am also the the burn-the-box coach, so I don't want you to get out of the box or move beyond the box. I want you to burn the box, because if there is no box, there are no excuses. There is nothing holding you back from the destiny that is waiting for you.
4: Wow. I love that burn-the-box, because we all box ourselves in so many times on so many issues, and then we wonder why, Danielle. Why we're not farther than we should be? Because we're and to... Go ahead. And especially with re- relationships. Oh, my goodness.
5: You know that's my topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would not have to worry about getting our windows busted out, gentlemen, if we learned how to burn the box.
4: Yes. Stop living to what society tells you. We're going to talk about that tonight. I love this topic tonight, yeah, Hard choices men must make to have healthy dating relationships. And you know I'm the relationship realist. I love relationships because my philosophy is everything that we do not achieve or do achieve is based on the relationships we have in our life and absolutely that area is the the most important, but we spend the least amount of time on getting it right, and then we wonder why we're not further on our jobs, why. We're this, why we're that, it's because we make an unhealthy relationship choices. So I'm excited because it's men's month, Darnia, you know I love men. I love hey, I love being a woman, but I love that God created the male species. Yes, I have to agree 100%. <laughs> so, um, all right, we're going to get started, and we have two great guests tonight. But did you give me your contact information? Okay, well. I did not.
5: You can reach me at www.darnell.com and I'll spell it for you. It's D as in David, A as in Apple, R as in Reed, N is in Nancy, Y as in Yellow, E as in Excellent, L as in Love, L as in Love, E as in
4: Excellent.com. Wow. Did you get a chance to review some of the information from our guests today? I did, and I'm excited. You know, it doesn't take
5: much for me to get excited, Tanya, but I am definitely excited about this topic, and I'm so glad that you invited me to be a co-host.
4: But you know why I'm excited? Not only do I love men, I love men helping, first of all, men become real men and talk about issues that society does not normally talk about. And in our society, it's like men do not, uh, you know, men and relationships don't mix. That's what society has a state. They're supposed to be this one way and get all the ladies, you know, and that's simply not true. Just skimming over the books from uh, Ed Houston and our uh, guest from later on, Anthony Rucker. Healthy yeah. relationships, men can have them, and so I'm anxious to talk to them tonight. But before we get started, we got to uh, thank our sponsors once again. So, Danielle, we're going to take a brief commercial break, and then we will right. come on with Mr. Uh, Ed Houston, he is from Denver, Colorado. Those Denver Broncos, I know they're excited about football season. So we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back in about two minutes with Mr. Yeah. Ed. Houston.
6: Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Traveled, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your copy of the journey let's travel today
2: man
1: I've been trying to call her all day where's she at this is the fifth Christmas
6: that he promised that we were going to spend together and here I am alone he told me he was going out of town this weekend but he never wants to tell me where he's going it's funny he always has to know where I'm going
1: it's the holiday once again I'm trying to call her. She's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see.
6: I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns. How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life.
1: The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with the difficult woman is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com once again that's www.tanyawhite.com pick up your copy today. today
4: life we're talking about the hard choices men must make to have healthy dating relationships and we have a co-host tonight Miss Darnielle Jervie the incredible one herself she is joining me to share in the responsibilities Miss Darnell, are you there I am here all right we're going to bring our first guest on at Houston we're talking about this single life and he is single and living free in a- an Inspiring Companion for Your Personal Journey. This is a pretty book. I've thumbed through it, Danielle. Some phenomenal inf- information. So we're going to bring oh, him yeah. on. He's, gonna, he's uh, a first-time Real Talk guest, so welcome for the first but not the last time, it's Ed, Mr. Ed Houston. Hello, Ed. How are you?
0: Well, I'm doing great, ladies. Thanks for having me on the show for the first time. I'm really glad to be here.
4: Listen, we're glad to have you. I have a co-host tonight, the incredible one herself, Darnielle uh Where are you from, Darnell again? From Newark, Delaware. Delaware, holding it down. You're from Denver. Mm-hmm. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So we got all uh, sides of the globe covered tonight. That's right, right.
5: And you picked a great show to come on for the first time, Ed. You are in for an incredible treat.
0: Well, Darnell I, Darnell, I love the part that you said before we even get started is burn the box. Yes. I, I, yes. Can I
5: use that? As long as <laughs> you give I? me credit. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> I, I would give you credit for that one because I love that term. I haven't heard that one. I heard move the box, step out of the box, go around the box, but just forget it. Just burn it.
5: Burn <laughs> it because, see, Ed, the problem is, is if you burn it, I mean, if you move it or go around it, the box is still there. So as soon as you go back to becoming complacent, You can get right back in your box. But if there are only ashes, you can't go back. And Oliver Wendell Holmes said that once the mind has been stretched, you can't return to the same place. So if I can convince you to burn those boxes in your life, you can't go back to the place where you once were. All
4: right. Now you see why she's called the incredible one, Ed.
5: Incredible
4: insight. Listen, we want to get into this hot topic tonight. But before we get started, can you tell us who you are in your own words?
0: Yeah, my name is Ed Houston. I'm actually uh, a local from Denver, Colorado. I Actually, I still live here. And um, one of the things that I've never thought I would do is actually write a book, but I've been uh, born and raised here, and I'm from a a working-class family. And one of the things that really happened that's exciting in my life is I started right out of high school into the corporate world, started in an entry-level position in a copy room. And Mm -hmm. little did I know it over 20 years that I would rise from a copy room to actually a vice president executive of a company that went from 400 employees to over 7,000. Wow. wow. So that's I've got phenomenal. A chance to experience all that. And that's really a success story in itself.
4: Listen, that is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I like, awesome. like to inspire and uplift people and share the positive message of not only waiting for someone to show up, but start living and engaging your single life today.
4: Yeah, today. And you know, I taught singles for so long, Ed. And I'm, I'm much the component of living, like you say, single and living free. And free to me means happy free to be you, and not uh, not closing the door to marriage. But until it comes, you're going to be happy being you, because when you're happy being you, when you do get married, man, that union is going to be so phenomenal. So I've been thumbing through the book. Okay. I love it. Uh, you're going to write another one, right?
0: Yes, I'm actually working on another book, actually.
4: Okay, cool. <laughs> Listen, me and Dorniel are going to go back and forth with the questions we sent you. And so, during yeah,
0: uh, let me get started. What compelled you to write this book, Ed? Actually, you know, it's, it's, it's really when it came out and when I reached the height of my corporate career. And okay. I got to a point in my life when my career started to go up, and I was like, okay, I'm entering different positions. I'm growing up. Not, and I started to say, you know what, God, I don't need you. <laughs> I got mm. it from this point, right? Because desire that men get inside is that you need the car, right? You need a nice house, you need a nice clothes. You need to be able a part of a business card that says, bam, you are somebody, right? And you'll be able to use that information to go and get the girl that you want. Yes. (laughs) And so we're taught Mm -hmm. that's what we need, right? And Mm -hmm. so I had the car, I had the house, I had that stuff in place, I had the title, right? And all of a sudden I realized I didn't have the girl. Mm -hmm. So I'm going looking for the girl, and I realized at a point that it was fleeting. And it was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the time I was buying into the philosophy of all these things that you had to do to achieve success, it was false success because there was emptiness, there was depress, there was depression mm-hmm. in my life, there was addictions that set up my life. And I didn't even realize that I had fell into this particular aspect of my life till one day I realized there had to be more in life. And that's what I had with the Bible calls the prodigal son experience. Mm. And I said, God, if you're real, come into my life. Show me how to live this, not religiosity, not the cliches, not the church jargon, not all that stuff, but really, truly real.
3: Mm. And it was
0: from that night that I had a transformation. It was probably the best sleep I ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And that next day I went on a journey, and God began to change my life. And one, through setting uh, specific goals for my life, and then journaling. And I know guys mm-hmm. don't journal, but it was those two together. I created the roadmap together that changed my life. And so after that, I have experienced this freedom, that's when God nudged to me that I need to write this. I need to write this and share this with other people. Wow, Ph- phenomenal! Yeah. You said
4: that men y'all programmed to think get the money, right. get the house, get sure. the car, right. then you get the girl.
3: Right.
4: And girls are thought taught the opposite. We got to get the man first. Then get the money. Right. Then get the house and then get the car. So we talked the same things but in different order. Right.
0: That's
4: what I'm hearing. Right. Um you you over there? Well, I know You're I'm here out the, he came out the gate punching, I know. <laughs> I had to you know, grab grasp my wind for a second. But
5: I'm standing up because I mean you hit so many powerful things and I wanna I just wanna encourage you right now I wanna thank you so much for being transparent and I've not even read the book but I certainly will be purchasing a copy because mm-hmm. as an author myself I certainly believe in sewing into other people. But I'm just really excited for you because mm-hmm. I hear you saying that you figured it out. And I know for me I'm thirty three and it's so great to be at my age and have figured out the transformation that you've you've gone through and to realize what it truly means to live free. So I'm excited about that. And I want to know how are single men going to benefit from reading your book? What are they going to get out of your journey that's going to help them to take a journey of their own?
0: You know, and I share this with guys and men, even colleagues that I've, I've even worked with. And, you know, one of the things I want to point out, ladies, is single and living free is coming from a unique perspective, being that, Uh, When we look at single life, there have been many great authors that author books as far as dealing with dating relationships or those uh, issues that far as uh, women deal with children or statistics. But God's given me a unique perspective, and that's the angle of of single and free, is really not to wait uh, for Mm -hmm. something or someone to show up, but to follow his biblical principles in establishing, one, wholeness with him, creating a new identity in him, establishing goals for yourself, and journaling, and also creating a new freedom that also aims towards those goals and those purposes that plan from a biblical perspective, what God showed you. See, there has to be something that you're aiming for that's greater than just chasing after a woman. or chasing Come a bedroom. Or chasing after bling. Right, yes. There has to be something more inside of you, and you won't know that till you come to him, till you come to God and release. You have to have what I call, a, in one of the chapters I talk about, a change of, of uh, attitude of confession. That means your mm-hmm. attitude inwardly has to change, and your energy mm-hmm. and the source has to come from him. And once mm-hmm. you have that, it will change your aim and your perspective of what you're chasing after. Because, in other words, what the things that you're chasing, you think it's going to benefit you, is what Solomon calls an ecclesiastic, meaningless. Mm. come on oh. at the end of your journey you'll realize man what did i do because it's all meaningless but if you find it in the beginning if you do like what david had god god saw that he was after his heart and he gave mm-hmm. him the world joseph mm-hmm. when he went through the most challenging hours in 24 hours he was the second command over all of egypt right mm-hmm. abraham all of a sudden god spoke to him i'll make you the father of many nations before he even had a son what is it that, that, that God gives us in these examples are metaphors for our life today. It's applicable it's today that if you run to God, he'll give you an identity of who you are.
3: Right.
0: If we go to the New Testament, we'll look and see Simon Peter Jonah was looking for something. He, and Jesus said, who will they say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And he was Simon at the time. And Jesus turned and said, yeah, you're going to be now called Peter. And he said, upon my rock, I will build my church. He told him his purpose. He told him his identity. So today, God can tell you who you are, no matter if you're in the corporate world, no matter if you're just going around uh, and you're working and you're working on cars or you're working in, in, in just manual labor. God gives you identity, mm-hmm. not in your title, not in who you're having sex with or who you're mm-hmm. identified or who you're connected with or what kind of car you drive, right? hmm yeah. So this is the thing I want men to understand, that our, your true identity doesn't come from who you're around or what's on your card or, or what you drive, but it comes from the source, the creator.
4: Yes. Yeah. Now you said, because image men are very image conscious, um, and your book is geared towards Christians, but anybody can, you know, uh, glean a wealth of nuggets in there. What would you say to, to the man who is, is not a Christian or um uh, He is a Christian, but you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know
4: exactly what you're Continue to live his life. Give me some practical tips, you know, because I need to put it in practical perspective. And I say that because me being a Christian and I taught Christian singles for so long. Sometimes we get addicted to scripture,
0: right? Right. And just hearing it and not
4: knowing how to apply it practically. So give give me three practical tips that anybody can uh, men. Can glean from that in women, dip it in womanhood, but just glean from just what you said. Give me some practicality in the end.
0: I'll give you some practical tools. There's like 15 that I kind of deal with, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about those three. I'm gonna give okay. high three of them. And one is that I have to realize when when I was looking at relationships with God was it's not so much the fact of relation, relationship is very key, but not just going to church and just following those things. Right. Really what I want to dig deeper and say is what does your belief system say?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because your
0: belief system really is the undergird of saying where you can go and how far you can go. Because if you can't believe you can do it, you won't achieve it.
4: It's okay, okay. Hey. don't go no further. I... <laughs> say that again. <laughs>
0: If you don't believe you can achieve it, you'll never have it, you know.
4: See, so if you can if you don't believe, let me talk to the Christians, you can if you don't believe you can live a holy and sanctified life then you're not gonna do it. You're not
0: gonna He's do gonna it. You're just gonna
4: do what you wanna do and make excuse right. for if you don't believe that there's a God has somebody divine, that you don't have to compromise your spiritual beliefs, your your ethical practices, then you're not gonna you're not gonna wait for it, right?
0: Right, exactly. Okay, just... And see that's that's belief is huge because that ties into your relationship because when you're dating someone and you're and you're saying how does your belief system handle having sex outside of marriage? How mm. does your belief system handle cohabitating outside of marriage? Oh. How does your belief system <laughs> and deal with Christians don't think about no cohabitation, do
4: we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't think I don't know about what that. you're
5: talking about, Tanya. <laughs> the ones I
4: talk to them? <laughs> I'm being facetious, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. We're, no, that's, that's we're, that's, we're nice very, on this show. It, it is very true about the, your beliefs because it carries a lot. And if yes. if your belief system says that's okay, guess what? You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Right. If your belief system says it's not, you're gonna you're gonna attain higher, not lower the bar. You're gonna keep. You're gonna aim towards the bar.
3: hmm
0: And that's what God is saying. Oh, not lower it. Raise it up. Okay. Another wow. point that I like to give is is really that was powerful to me is journaling. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, this mm-hmm. this little simple task was amazing. Because one of the things that men don't do is like to write down things.
3: Mm-mm. And I try to get them,
0: to, I, ch- I challenge men, but I said, you know what, just as you as one that know how to you know, create your rhymes uh, uh, and you write down lyrics that are very degrading or you write mm-hmm. down jokes that are very harsh or you write an email or something, if you channel that journaling towards where you are with God or where you're going with your goals or where you're going in life, it's amazing because even in a biblical sense, you have to write it down.
3: Mm-hmm. And a
0: blanket says to write it down, make it plain So even if you're not in church, if you don't write it down How do you know where you're going? How do you know where you measure up, where you're going in life? Yeah. If you don't see it every day, how are you going to know it's inside of you? Mm. If you write it, you'll know where you're going And you can make a measure Okay, have I gotten here? If I, if I haven't gotten here yet What is it i got to do to get there? If we're mm. going from Denver and I'm going to visit you in Delaware i got to write and figure out some things right. to get there <laughs> I just right. can't get up and walk out the door And just start walking you got to get lost, right? You got <clears> to <throat> figure out some things, and, and that's how we're m- mirandering through life. We're just saying picking, and we're not writing down where we're going and aiming, so that when we get sidetracked, we look. Wait a minute, that's not what I wrote down. Let me get back that's where I need to go, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very powerful, and they can actually minister to you because it's, it's, your words are very powerful, and it actually can be uplifting in times of discouragement. Mm. Exactly.
4: I'm a writer. As a writer, all on this phone, we you know. Now let me ask you something, because I teach. I teach. It's mostly males, and when it comes to writing, oh, my goodness, it's like pulling teeth. Uh, Do you think it's because writing requires, first of all, for you to be still and get in tune with who you are and your emotions? and uh, Basically, little boys haven't been taught that, and when little boys grow up into men, so they further distance themselves. Do you think that may be?
0: I think one of the keys that is just exactly what happened to me nobody ever showed me
4: Right.
0: Nobody ever came up to me and said, Ed, look, you can try this. See, one of the things that God allowed me to do is when I started doing these goals, and I started, I, I went overseas and I did adventure traveling, one of the things that became my passion that I never knew was inside of me after following some of the goals was the fact that I love adventure traveling. I've been to five continents, and my goal is to touch all seven continents of the world. And so my first continent I went to was a couple of weeks after 9-11 when everyone said, don't go, are you crazy, don't go overseas. Right. And here I went overseas, and I did eight countries in Europe, and I met some other people that were actually writing down, guys, you know, that were actually journeying, and they were asking me questions. I said, what are you doing? He's like, well, we're writing down this experience, so I'll have it later. And when I got back to the States, I thought, wow, that's something interesting. I never tried that. And so I started looking at different writers, and I understood that, wow, we wouldn't have the Bible if it wasn't for people writing. We wouldn't have great explorers, mm-hmm. people that uh, that dis- discovered America if they didn't write, if they didn't what they called diaries. They called it something different, but they were writing. And so I thought, wow, I need to write down my, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to achieve, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not writing it, no one uh, has ever told me that I, that if I did that, it would actually come true. What if it actually came true? What if you wrote down some Of your biggest aspirations, yeah. don't think if it doesn't happen, but if your belief system is connected right and your identity and your purpose is where it is, if you write it down, it's going to connect the dots. And guess what? Yeah. What you yeah. don't believe actually can happen. It can yeah. happen. That's the purpose
4: of this show. Change your no, I can't, into yes, I can't action. Darn, yell, you okay, right. girl? I'm just right. over here. I am laying. she's coming she's out punching. Right now,
5: can I just tell you, I'm, oh, my goodness, you are, and you can, by the way, and you are welcome to come to Delaware whenever you like, because I heard you say you were traveling from Denver to Delaware, so, you know, yeah, you're welcome to come anytime, but anyway.
3: All
5: right, all right. You know, I'm just so excited. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit about, you. you've been talking about journaling, right. and I know you talked a lot about how people are very resistant to the possibility of journaling. So can you share with us a little bit? about how journaling is going to help single people to live a more fulfilled life?
0: Right, right. It, and it's a process. When you come to the steps of, of what I talk about, journaling goals, one of the things I've never seen done before, and I was kind of hesitant in doing this, is is when I had to write down and start, actually I was typing out on my laptop the need to do this uh, manuscript. When I first read it, I thought, God, there's no way I can do this. I'm a guy. We don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what is my dad going to say? What is my friends going to say? They're like, what are you writing? You know, that's not, it, it's not natural. But guess what? It's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Because some of the greatest works came from men actually writing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of, what, I, what I like to tell uh, uh, people about journalism is there's no mistakes. Right. There's mm. no wrong way to do it. The fact is, is that you have to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And I found that once you have a, a defining your belief system, defining your identity, where are you going? Where are you going with life? And it's a simple process of just, okay, what have I gone through today? Let me write it down. What have I gone through this week? Let me write it down. Let me identify how I'm closer or farther from, my, from where I need to go in my life. So instead mm-hmm. of sometimes guys busting up stuff or just going yelling, screaming, yeah. or going off the left some steam, sometimes you go in your private moment. No one has to be around. No one has to be listening. It could be you and the pen, and you just could be writing. Mm-hmm. And when you write, the most innermost parts, you can come out. And one thing I worry about, ladies, is what if someone finds this? Wow. <laughs> what if someone finds this? You no,
4: know? no, what, what, what if somebody finds it? What, what, is, what feelings would you, would you have felt? from a male perspective. When we're talking about men because it's men's men. Right. So I
0: I had to get I got to the point where it says, Does it really matter? Okay. Mhm. I had to come at peace with that. I'm like, does it really matter? At first, I would kind of hide it and Ooh, I, don't, I don't want to find that. I have them with me when I, when I do my travels and different things. And, and then I thought, you know what? What difference does it make? As a matter of fact, mm. because I'm single and I've never been married and I don't have any kids. And I'm like, well, if I have a son or if I have a daughter in my life, that could be something I give them and say, so, look, this right. is what I went through. Right. These are some of the inner moments that I did take this when they're old enough to be able to handle it, you know? Yeah! Wow! Hmm. Yeah. Thought, yeah! What if, what, so what if what? I had? What if I had that tool when I was growing up? And my oh yeah, had that to me, you know,
4: definitely it's it's reprogram. I call it my so what moment. You have to come to that moment where you say, so what? I don't care what other people think. This is what's best for me, and that sounds like what you did. And we're so glad that you did it because single and living free, and inspiring companion for your personal journey. Is, is You know, I've been thumbing through it And it's going to bless you If you are, and you've been so gracious to donate a copy Signed Thank you, and we're going to have a trivia question At the end, but if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking with Ed Houston Arthur of Single and Living Free And we have the incredible one herself My co-host, Donyell Jervy Now, uh, Ed Let's get to some practical single Tips for the men dating um, What three things that you know, we we've been programmed to to hear that you know men are visual. All right. they see is you know what a woman looks like, which gets them in a world of trouble when they don't take the time. So, mm-hmm. what what are some practical tips you can give the men when you know out there dating, they're looking for that special someone, uh, but especially you, you, we don't want them to end up in that you know where people are turning up their stuff or. Hooked up with a half crazy woman. Give us mm-hmm. some, give us some practices.
0: You know, I'll give you what 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 finally happened for me in my life, and it's okay. really because I I I, I challenge uh, men to find out because when you don't know who you are, you will mm-hmm. find yourself wandering, mm-hmm. and when you're wandering, you're going to wander in the wrong places.
4: Yeah, Lord.
0: And just like the men who don't like to ask for directions in life, you'll be yeah. wandering and wandering. <laughs> and you'll be finding yourself in situations that you wish you would never in. And so one of the things that I, you know, I talk about in the book in the beginning is really how some of the sometimes strongholds and addictions make plague in our lives. Mm-hmm. They show up in different formats, and sometimes when you say that, people f- get the automatic defense of, was it alcohol, is it drugs, or some mm-hmm. of those things. And yes, those represent some of those things. But let me challenge you to look at addiction another way, too, because sometimes with men, we are visual. We, all, we do get uh, caught when we see something.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: sometimes we don't have the right tools to deal with it. Because they don't tell us the tools, how, how do you deal with it? All I know is sometimes someone's thumping me with the King James Version saying, don't do it.
3: <laughs> but tell me, how
0: do I deal with it? Then? <laughs> because I, it's, it's Friday. It's 9 o'clock. I see something nice. Exactly. I, 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 what do I do now? Okay? And so the challenge is, is to really uh, uh, find out what your triggers are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when mm-hmm. you see a woman, it's that people say addiction is, is, is sometimes some of those other things, but let me say that addiction could also be triggers when you see something that you automatically go into the hunt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not the actual act of going through it, it's the fact that you trigger the hunt in a man. <laughs> And mm-hmm. he just has to look, and he's like, "Well, I just got to go get it. I just, I just don't have no other right. thought. I just got to, I just got to go i just got to go." And whatever that look or whatever that thing is, and and for men, you have to realize, okay, this is a trigger. When I see something like this, I have to really face this and replace this with a different thought. I have to replace this with a different aim. I got to walk through these consequences and realize that, mm-hmm. guess what, I have a choice. I'm empowered in this situation. I don't have to give in to what it's saying to me. And then you got to also think: if I do pursue this, is this lining up to where I'm going? Because if you're riding on your goals, you'll be able to say, mm-hmm. am I going? Is this person going where I'm going? Is this going mm-hmm. to connect where I'm going to connect? Is she going to be part of where I'm going, or am I taking a, a 180 degree turn to go after something that's not leading me to where I need to go? Mm-hmm. Right? I can't get to Delaware if I'm going to California, if I'm facing going towards California, right? Wow. I'm I wish
4: I had clapping sound effects, Ed, but I'm going <laughs> no, to do a little saying. clap, because I've been, I've been saying that for years, but I've been saying it as a female. And it it's so exciting to hear a male. What did you say, Joanie? Yeah, I'm so sorry.
5: I was saying the same exact thing. I'm over here like literally like, oh my goodness, like he, yeah. you are hitting it. Yeah. Excited.
0: Um, wow. Keep going. Keep going, and <laughs> Well, see, you know, so, so those are some of the things that we don't realize that we face. And see, God has given us this incredible power. It's natural. It's okay to feel the, the urge to want a woman, to want to do, desire to have. It's what God gives us to see life. It's, it's natural. Mm-hmm. The thing is is that God has also given us the power of choice. Yes. And we have to be able to harness this power and be able to control it. Because in the ultimate end, when you're with your spouse and you're on your married night and you're doing it, it, you're going to be drawn to her, you're going to be attracted to her. And that's the design for it, because then when you see her, no matter what how she looks, sometimes you just get attracted to her because God has given you that gift to see after your wife. Mm. So the- now we've been perverted because now society is hitting us with so many images in so many different places, so many places, that now we become immune and now we're looking at things in those triggers I said before, sometimes you're addicted to the hunt and you don't know why. And now you get all these images you're chasing after. But that's why I say you have to bring it back and you have to bring it to the Creator and you have to bring it to a biblical point and then you have to apply these tools when it comes to combat it. So then you start to change and reprogram your thoughts and your process and the practical Away from a biblical perspective to aim and wait and be in control of those situations that hit you because once you hit the funnel, it's like sliding down a mountain, You're, it's gonna be hard to stop. I know <laughs> it's, that's right, it's gonna build momentum, right? <laughs> but before you get to that point, you gotta be you gotta realize that you are in control,
4: you are in control, and you have to be proactive, is what I keep hearing you saying proactive instead of reactive. Right. And when it comes to relationships, like you said, we act, we react on what we see, women react on what they feel and what they want, and then we wind up in a a world of trouble. Uh, And like you said, you have to stop and think, will this person take me to the place where I want to go? And you have to know, you must know where you want to go in life. I encourage people, if they don't know where they want to go in life, if they don't know their purpose, then they should not be in a relationship with somebody else.
5: that's right. Oh, my goodness. That is so true.
0: Right. Do you agree, Ed? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, one of the things as being a male, as being a, a, a one that you're uh, in charge to to lead, you first thing you have to you know really lead yourself, really instruct mm-hmm. where you're going. And 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 for me personally, being a single man, I face these challenges all the time. And I thought writing a book would be cool and easy. And and any guy that's listening, uh, how do you want to be attractive to a woman, how do you want to attract the right woman, go after your passion. If you go after your passion, the thing that stirs you, I, I guarantee you, it's going to draw. When I was doing, real quick, an interview in Atlanta, not too recently in Atlanta, I did a book signing at Barnes & Noble. I was doing a book signing, a guy came in, just wondered, in. he looked at my book, and he said, you know, I'm Muslim. And he said, but I don't think this is too bad. And I said, well, it doesn't matter. I started asking ask him. So he had a daughter with him. And I said, so he had been, th- we had started talking, he had been through this horrendous uh, uh, breakup and divorce. And mm-hmm. I said, so what do you want to do with your life? And he says he's trying to make some money. He had this business opportunity. Mm-hmm. I said, No, what do you want to mm-hmm. do? I said, How mm-hmm. are you gonna get out and have some fun? He says, Well, maybe if I meet some more friends I said, No, I says, What is your passion? What gets you excited? you know? And we mm-hmm. got to the point where he realized he wanted to play the guitar again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and the simple thing of playing the guitar and I began to walk him to I says, Now imagine if you played the guitar and you got good again I said, Guess what? You're gonna draw friends. People love musicians. Your Mm -hmm. daughter's going to be excited because she's going to see that you're waking up and daddy's got passion, Daddy's excited, daddy's got Mm -hmm. guitar. And guess what's going to happen to your life? It's going to take on a whole new direction. And Mm -hmm. he said, you know, I never never thought of it that way. I said, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, I'm going to buy your book. I got to just buy this book, (laughs) you know. Let me, me, uh, we're running out of time. We're going to have to
4: have you back. But right there, do you think uh, from the male perspective, because you're visual, because you react, that if they took the time to really talk about and talk through with, you know, we call it the male bonding, which is just talk sometimes. and You don't really talk about intimate things you want out of life for yourself. Do you think if they took the time to do that, that they would still clear from women? Because a lot of men, uh, and I think that's what I'm passionate because I have brothers and nephews, they get hooked up with the wrong woman based on, on, on sight instead of having a vision for their life. And so especially when you get married, that divorce thing is is more than financial, it's emotional, spiritual, it's a tearing away. So do you think if it took that time just to just kick back, converse with some men and really talk about, okay, this is where I want to go in my life. How can you help me from a male perspective instead of, you know, hooking up with a woman and then a woman trying to help a man get there? I think that's a a no-no too because sometimes we can be overbearing. What are your thoughts on that?
0: You know, I think that the fact that the, there needs to be more examples, yeah. right? That one needs to be more examples. And the other part is is that is that um, when 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 we're sitting down with men and, and we're all conversing, generally they ain't talking about well, man. What do you think about right. your you got your five year goal? What do you think? Right. About what do you think about journaling, man? You know. Right. So, one thing what I'm talking about is I'm bringing a unique view to this that, that, that I know it's a different angle than most people hear. It, it's not bashing women. It's not bashing men. I'm not necessarily talking about how to create you know the most absolute dating process. What I'm talking about is coming whole with yourself and mm-hmm. creating balance in your life so that then when you go out to date, you have better choices.
4: Wow. Mm-hmm. You
0: make better choices. And that's the challenge so that when you are feeling good about yourself and you have wholeness and balance in your life, guess what? When you finally meet that one, you're going to add to the relationship. That's and so, great. As like, like, <laughs> Right, right, right. And so guess what? When a challenge is happening in life, guess what? You're not pulling each other down. And if something mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. guess what? You have a life.
7: A guy That's not right.
0: sitting there waiting for someone else to do something. You're like, okay, I got something I've got to do. i got things i, gotta do. I got to do. You've got a life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it makes it more interesting. And so the whole aim is that you, have, you, you, you become balanced, you become whole, so then you meet the right person, and then that marriage has a chance to get off and get going.
4: That's it. It has a chance. And a lot right. of marriages, 50% divorce rate, just astronomical. And right. I always say it's in the foundation that the relationship was based on. Right. My mm-hmm. goodness, Ed, you are just excellent. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You got time for one more question. We're going to have to have you back on Real Talk. All right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't even know where to go next. <laughs> You've talked about
5: so many you great things. You, <laughs> you definitely are. I love the, the comment that you made about passion mm-hmm. and how passion is. You know, I, I share with my clients, I actually did a video blog on it not too long ago about there are four threads that run through every successful person in this world, and they are passion, abundance, confidence, and expectation. And I love what you said about how finding your passion will lead you to the place of ultimately finding your purpose and being whole so that when you get to that person that you're to, you are to spend your life with, you are that upgrade, like Tanya said. So I thought that was really powerful. And I I like to sometimes just bring it back for the listeners because they may have been washing dishes and the water was running, and so they missed that. So I really wanted to bring that back in. Okay, so one last question. Oh, my. There's so many good ones to choose from. Um, hmm, or you can
0: just say whatever on your heart. That's
5: right. No, I I, I mean, I'm just – I'm really excited for you. I'm really excited about your mission, your mantle, and and what you're doing. And I want to encourage you more than anything else to to just keep doing it because you are making an impact. I am on your website. I'm going to buy the book before – when we finish this show tonight, I will be making a purchase. If I purchase it from you directly, will I get a signed copy? Yes, you
0: will.
5: Okay, great. I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm going to have your, your signature because it's going to be worth something. It's actually already worth something. So, you know, I want to make sure that I can say, oh, I got his signature. But anyway, no, seriously, I think that the message that you're sending is very encouraging, and I hope that men will open themselves up to listening. I think sometimes as a man, because you bear so many burdens, you're so hard, and that hardness oftentimes prevents you from hearing the messages that are there and receiving the seeds that will ultimately lead to the harvest that you're to have in your life so that you can effectively lead in your household. And so I'm excited about what you're doing. Again, I just want to encourage you. And, you know, if you come to Philadelphia or doing a book signing, call me. I'd love to have coffee and we can talk about your book because I probably will have read it by then or anything like that. You know, I'm I'm excited for you and I wish you the best.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk more about Burn the Box. Right? Wow. <laughs> In the box, hey, it. Ed, before yeah. you go, before okay. you give your
4: contact information, you've done an excellent job giving us uh, information from the male perspective. And we do have another guest. I hope you can uh, listen just for a few minutes, Anthony C. Rucker. But I want you to tell us, uh, tell the women what they can do to, you know, help a man, uh, you know, have healthy dating relationships. Because sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when your, your your focus is to have that, um, how can I say this without being too negative? Um, we don't we don't deliver on what we tell you to. We we kind of uh, have ulterior motives. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's a whole nother show, Ed. that I might have to have you back. Uh, the games women play. So what can we do as women to help? I know you already talked about what a man can do on their end. What can a woman do uh, to have this balance and this wholeness and healthy dating relationships?
0: You know, I think one of the things that I truly, as even being a single guy and even as as, uh, uh, women approach me, the biggest thing that I would say that for women is if you're going to approach a guy and talk to him um, and you're going to pursue him, I would caution you very much so because of the fact that understand uh would God want you to really pursue a guy.
3: Mm. Mm, Jesus, go ahead.
0: You know. Because if as, as me being a guy, I know that, you know, I'm gonna pursue a woman that I'm interested in. It's not it's nothing about being engaged, but the fact I would say to a woman is remember, always remember if you before you approach a guy, before you give into his game or his talk, remember is this really what God wants you to do? Mm-hmm. I would leave that as really a solid
4: Wow, then we can't take no more Ed, that's that's <laughs> enough For us to uh, Feast upon <gasps> Wow, because society Tells us different exactly. And we're going to have you back I already got a show written down right now And so when I follow up with you Later on tonight, I'm going to follow up With a date also For you to come back and talk about Single and living free And not only free, but whole and healthy. Amen. Wow, you have been excellent. Give us your contact information and quickly tell us what's next for Ed Houston.
0: Well, uh website is uh, ed, ed like com, and you can go to my website, and there's information, contact information, booking information. I speak for singles groups, um, um, uh, men's groups, and I actually share the message of single living free Uh, Phone numbers there as well. You can call and also have uh, Plebisys, which was on the show, Pam Perry, who you can contact. All that information is there at edhouston.com.
4: Yes. Wow. Ed, you have been phenomenal. You've been so so cool, laid back. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But you've given us phenomenal tips for men and women so that we can make those hard choices, first of all, to find out who we are, as you said and then have uh, what, discover what our passion is, and then have a plan for our life. Because when we do all those three things, then we won't be the person busting out the windows or we won't be the person getting our windows busted. <laughs> right. So, And you have been excellent, and we will follow up. I hope you can listen uh, for the remainder of the show. Okay. But if not, we will follow up with you later.
0: I really thank you, Tanya, very much. I wanna I just appreciate the opportunity and um just both of you guys have been incredible. So it's been an absolute pleasure for me and a joy.
4: Well listen, I'm sure Darnyo's gonna have you on her incredible show. I know she's Absolutely. already probably got a date down. Absolutely. <laughs> and I,
5: I just ordered my book. Looking <laughs> at my confirmation, so you'll have my order there and yes, I, I definitely have enjoyed it again. I wish you the best. And uh, you'll probably be here for me to have you as a
4: guest on an incredible moment with Darnell. Great. All right. You have a phenomenal night, and we'll follow up with you later.
0: All right,
4: you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow, if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we just finished a great interview with Ed Houston, author of the book Single and Living Free. And he just blew us away, man. It just, you know, what really excited me, Darnell, is what he said everything I've been teaching uh, since I was really trying to have uh, teach about healthy relationships, but it's good to hear it from the male perspective. One nugget that you learned, or that stayed with you me. know, I
5: think I think the biggest thing is because I, I, I'm like you, I'm always trying to tell women that you don't need to go after a man; it's unnatural. Right. The Bible, you know, so many people want to quote, "He who findeth a wife findeth good." finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord, but he finds you, but you must be the good thing that he needs to find so that he can get his favor. And you have to recognize that Adam put a sleep, I mean, God put a sleep on Adam. And when he woke up, he was presented with his wife and he, he woke, he literally woke up and knew right away that that was the key to his destiny. And so when you try to do anything contrary to that, you are outside of the will of God and it's not going to work. And so like you, I'm very happy that we got to hear a man Say that so, hopefully, the women that will listen live or that'll be in the archives will catch that, take a hold of it, and stop
4: chasing men. Well, listen, we have another man who is uh gives us the great recipe for healthy relationships, Anthony C. Rucker. He is the author of the relationship cookbook. We're gonna bring him on in just about three minutes. We're gonna take a brief break. don't so y'all want you to catch your breath because it knocked us out. Uh, with I know. This information, <laughs> so We're going to take a brief break And then we're going to get set To just bring it on home With Anthony C. Rucker Author of The Relationship Cookbook We'll be back in about three minutes Sounds good <laughs> about that. Hope the healthy, hard choices men must make in dating situations. We just had our first segment with Ed Houston, author of the book, Single and Living Free, and we're on deck uh, to bring on Anthony C. Rucker. I have my incredible host, co-host tonight, Danielle. How are you?
5: I'm doing good. I'm excited to hear from Anthony. I got to meet him when I was out in uh, L.A. in May at the Black Business Expo. So he, his message is,
4: It's awesome.
5: So I'm excited for him to share with everybody about the relationship recipes.
4: And And look, you know, when I was reading the table of contents, it was similar to relationship reruns. I was Uh like, wow, people have visions just like me. But Anthony C. Rucker is the author of the relationship cookbook. Uh, You can visit him at RelationshipCookbook.com, and the Relationship Cookbook is a book of perspectives that uses cooking and eating, something that we all love to do, as a metaphor to help us better understand our relationships and how we interact with each other. Um, And so we're going to bring him on, and and we love to welcome him to the show for the first but not the last time, uh, Mr. Anthony C. Rucker. Hello, Anthony. How are you? How are you
7: doing? All everybody.
4: We are fantastic, excited about getting diving into these questions. I have a co-host tonight. Yeah. Who knows you? Danielle Jervie. Hi, how Anthony. How are you?
7: I'm doing well. Blessed and happy. Very
4: good. Very good. Listen, I'm loving your book. Like I said, it's similar to the way I laid out my Relationship Reruns book. So, um, listen, before we get started, I want you to tell us who you are in your own words, Anthony.
7: Wow, um, I just sum it up by what I do. I'm a father, I'm a husband, hard working man. I love God, and I love life, and I like helping people. That's who I am in a nutshell.
4: Listen, and you love your wife. I wish I can read your inscription. Well, my computer's not letting me go to that for some reason, but I love the inscription you wrote in your book to your wife.
7: Uh, yes, I do. You, you want me to read it?
4: Yes, go ahead, Anthony. Thank you. <laughs>
7: Hold up. Um, Let me scroll down. This is dedicated to my wife, lovely. This is dedicated to my lovely and perfect wife. You are the fulfillment of the highest relationship and the sweetest joy I know. Being with you is proof that God loves me.
4: Listen, I read that last weekend and I almost cried, Anthony. That's the way husbands are supposed to feel about their wives. And you're going to teach us how to, teach the men how to do that, okay?
7: (laughs) I'll do my best.
4: Yeah, you're gonna give us some some uh, information. Uh, Yeah, you can go ahead and start, girl. All right, Anthony, why don't you start out by
5: telling us what your inspiration was for writing the relationship cookbook?
7: My inspiration was I wanted happy people. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's it's that simple. Happy people make for a happy world. Make for happy folks for you to hang out with. And I saw so many people suffering from just needless things in relationships just because they didn't take the time to really develop an understanding and study relationships like they do everything else. We go to school so we can study and get a job. We watch football men and we study everybody so we can play fantasy football. (laughs) Everybody, Seriously, everybody studies everything, but when it comes to relationships, we got this idea that they're just supposed to be natural and there's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be any work. And if you have to do anything that re- resembles work or effort, then it's not happening. And it's that's such, that is so far from the truth that I understand why more than 50% of relationships as far as marriages end in divorce. Because yeah. people don't, they don't understand it. Not only they don't understand, they don't know what they're doing.
4: Yeah. You make a great point. We I tell everybody they spend more time picking out a pair of shoes and buying a car uh, from the woman's mm. perspective, then really taking that time to, first of all, like Ed said earlier, knowing who you are and what you want, and then, you know, taking time to talk to people. And when, you know, you, you're doing the exploration stage, when it don't, when you don't match, why do people continue on? Maybe I, sh- I should ask you that. Why do we continue on, especially men? You know the girl is not for you. Mm, well, it's fine, well, ask me.
7: First, first I'm, I'm gonna say something about what we just said. Then when we're gonna go. Dick Gregory said something. He said, "Our," um, he said, after he had all his children, I forgot how many it was. He said he realized that him, he and his wife spent more time planning where they were gonna live and what kind of car they were gonna buy than how they were gonna raise their children and how many children they were gonna have. Mm. And he said that really caught him off guard. You know, when he really thought about it. So that's just something to think about. Yeah. And first thing, I, I like to answer the question and the question behind the question. The okay. question behind the question really is why do people do things that they know could be detrimental to them, yeah. but they do them anyway? Because it's not a male-female thing. It's not just men. It's not just women. Everybody at one point in some aspect of their lives have a tendency to hold on to things that they know is not good for them. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and, and it's many reasons. I don't want to get into, like, one reason. But a couple of the overarching reasons are, one, desperation. You believe Mm -hmm. this is it, this is the best I'm going to get, and if I let this go, there's no telling what I'm going to get next. Wow. Then, then two, it's the self-deprecating one where you say, you know what, I don't deserve more than this, and if I deserve more than this, I would have more than this. So let me just stick with this because this is what I deserve, this is what I got.
3: Mm. Wow. And then,
7: and then you just have those who they look to play the victim so they can justify the way they live. So, in other words, if, if you ever hear in school, they're like, you, you're afraid to think because you're afraid you might succeed at it. Mm-hmm. So, say
4: <laughs> it one I'm a teacher, so I say that <laughs> all the time.
7: Yeah, so that's one of the things that happens in relationships. Sometimes we get in self-defeating situations so we can justify not being successful in relationships. No.
4: Wow. You came out the gate punching us in our gut, Mm. N.C. Rucker.
7: (laughs) So, I mean, and and then you get those, and, hey, you got the masochistic folks. Some people like pain. You know, I've been around women who's like, you know, if if we don't argue and fight, you know, I don't think you love me. You know, their idea of emotion, and men too, the idea of emotion and love is in how it's expressed, whether it's functional, dysfunctional, harming or helpful. It's the fact that it's being shown. And nobody is really educated, like, like, listen, you know, a car with no gas in it is only going to get you so far. Now, it might be a Mercedes-Benz, but you still can't drive it anywhere. Okay. So, you know, it's the same thing with emotions. The showing of emotions is, is a wonderful thing if you can express yourself, but if it's not for the purpose of building up and helping and furthering, all you're doing is basically sitting still and you're getting nowhere. So, yeah, you got the emotion, but what's the payoff? You don't get any uh-huh. benefits of it.
4: Wow, 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 Anthony C. Rucker. Listen, <laughs> you messed me up. I lost my place on my uh, question list. <laughs> Wait a minute. You really have, okay, you came out the gate. You back on track over there, Tanya. Yes, because you know hey. he's saying everything I wrote in my book, so we're on the same wavelength, hey. and I'm just hey. hearing it from a male perspective, so I'm not crazy. Not I'm crazy. Not You're not crazy. You're on point. You know, you in L.A., Anthony, I'm in Louisville, saying the same thing. But, okay, here, I found my question, Anthony. Your book titles are very unique. Like, uh, where did you come, you know, how do you relate food and relationship? Where did you get that, you know?
7: Well, well, actually, everything interrelates. We have this idea that, you know, we're disjoint. There's an Asian saying, uh, I mean, a saying in Eastern medicine that says, the only place the mind, the body, and the spirit are separate are in textbooks. Mm. So so what we've done is we've created this world where we have different roles. Like I'm a father, I'm a husband, uh, you know, I I have a job, you know, I'm a student, I'm a lecturer. And some people will try to disjoint those things and say that they're different. But the truth of the matter is there's nothing that I'm going to do as a father that is not going to affect my role as a husband, that's not going to affect my role as a teacher, as a lecturer, and as a student. They're all intertwined. So what I did is I just took one of the things that's common to people and I use it to give insight into how we live and how we aren't living and things that we can do that will be beneficial and things that we do that we think are beneficial that are not. And then also food is very unarming. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite thing about using food is I talk to you straight in the metaphor of food, mm-hmm. and then I switch it to relationships. And by the time I get to relationships, you are so unarmed and and so unaware of where I'm going with it that you don't that that self defense mechanism doesn't jump up. you just kind of caught like a deer in the headlights, wow. and and it's and it's very effective for you know getting your point across.
4: It's very effective. So, you break them down into pre-cooking, cooking, eating. Just phenomenal. Yeah, that's how you.
7: All, all, right. all the stages, all the stages. We, I mean, we don't just even if we get a snack before we walk to the kitchen. We we first decide. Listen, we want a snack. Exactly. When, right. we, when we walk into the kitchen, we start deciding what we want, and then we start looking at what we want based on what's available. Then if there's, say, that I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and there's only jelly and bread, then I have to decide, do I want it enough to get in the car and go out and get the peanut butter? If I do, where am Mm -hmm. I going to get the peanut butter? All of this, and this is very deep thought. And when I say deep, I don't mean like deep as in complex, but deep Mm -hmm. as in complicated, you know, it's step by step. It's not just a one-step thing. Mm -hmm. And so what we don't realize is that in relationships, we try to cut things down to one step. Mm -hmm. Boy meets girl, girl, boy, fall in love, happily forever after, and that's all one step. It's not. And it it doesn't work that way. So this is bringing us back in in the idea that just like everything in our life, in our lives, are, are a matter of steps, combined steps, combined thoughts, complex thoughts, complex thought patterns, that the same thing has to apply when we're doing what we're doing as far as relationships. So when people talk about, you know, where do I find a mate, I'm like, so if you yeah. wanted to go get fish, where would you go? Mm-hmm. And they were like, i they gro- go to the grocery store or the fish market. I'm like, would mm-hmm. you go into the dry food section? or no, i go into the frozen food section or the fresh food section, refrigerated. I'm like, see, you can get what you want because you, know you, you know what it looks like, you know the nature of it, and you know where to go to get it.
3: Mm-hmm. The reason
7: that women and men don't find their mates it's not because they're not out there. It's because you don't know enough about what you want, what you need to know the nature of it and where to look for it. Mm. And so so that's more of a call on your lack of preparation for a relationship than the lack of availability of a good one.
4: That's it. You said mm. something. I wrote this down, Anthony. We decide what we want based on what's available, Mm-mm. I have a concept called dating down. That's what we do. We just date down because it's it's in our reach.
7: It's well, you well, you know what? Well, well, I actually I actually change that because when you say dating down, it's, yeah, it's, let me explain it's, that dating
4: down is compromising what we know we want, but we're settling for less than the best. It's not dealing with uh like a status quo. Or anything It's saying I'm gonna date this person because I know I can control the situation. They'll do what I
7: tell them to do. Yeah, but oh, I was I was getting to that. But what I what I call dating down uh-huh. is I call dating down a reflection of how you live in your life. Oh, see, see, what happens is we we say dating down because in dating down it implies that we're on one level but going down to another level. Whether it's compromise, and I'm talking about the state of quality of the people. I'm right. talking about the state and quality of the relationship. What we desire, but the truth of the matter is. When people say, well, you don't deserve him or you don't deserve her, you deserve better. It's like, no, you got what you deserve. Based on the way you live in your life, this is what you got because this is what you deserve based on the way you live Now, you might be a great person, but deserve is a matter of the way that you live your life and carry yourself. I could be the nicest person in the world, but if I carry myself in the manner where I let people walk on me, I'm getting what I deserve. Based on my actions, I deserve this.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: wow. You
7: know what I'm saying? Deserve is a matter of what you do, not a matter of who you are.
4: Wow, new concept. Things that you make
7: know, you say, mm, Anthony, it's I just have like this sh- People get a house because they either build one or they work for the money to pay for one. People eat because they either pay somebody to make the food or because they make it themselves. You deserve it because you've done something to get it. You don't deserve food just because you're human. I mean, you know, if that's the case, people should just bring you food and take care of you. You get food based on the fact that you're human and you work to supply your needs and your wants, not just because you're human. Because if that's the case, there wouldn't be any hungry people in the world.
4: You're so right. A new concept, Anthony C. Rucker of the relationship cookbook. Well, Darnielle, you okay? Girl, you are quiet I'm over tonight. Here. I
5: am. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm the student. You know, I'm just really learning. I'm taking it all in. And it's so exciting, so refreshing to hear these powerful men yes. who have the knowledge that are passing it on to others. So I'm just, I'm excited. But I do have a question. Yes,
7: ma'am. In
5: the section of your book called Pre-Cooking, Anthony, you talk about preparation before cooking. So can you tell us a little bit about what that section is all about?
7: Preparation before cooking is the same thing in relationships as it is in inside the kitchen. When you prepare before you cook, you decide what you want. So based on what you want, that decides what kind of pan you're going to cook it in. Dep- depends on whether you are want to put it, preheat the oven or turn on the fire, whether you going to get the microwave ready. We know all of those steps. So pre-cooking for us is deciding, listen, am I in the mood? For a long-term relationship, or am I just looking for someone who I can pass some time with and have some good intimate conversation? When I say intimate, I don't mean sexual. I mean intimate as far as in deep, sharing, and close. And then once you decide what kind of relationship that you want, you decide what kind of pan you're going to cook it in. So if I'm looking for just a close friendship where I can meet somebody and be cool, I'm not going to go someplace where people are you know, say, going to look for, like, find a wife, you know, or find a husband. I'm not going there because that's not what I want to do. That's not the pan I want to cook it in. And so then also you got to decide what you're willing to pay and your budget. This is part of pre-cooking, too. If you are filet mignon but you only got three bucks in your pocket, you uh, you there's, a, there's, a, there's a disconnect. So if you want a long-term commitment but you yourself are to the point where you can be committed, then you need to prepare yourself to be committed before you go out to get that relationship because you ain't going to have the money or, in this case, the spiritual and life deserving to get that. And
3: mm-hmm. if you
7: do, you're going to fake the funk. And then that's like shoplifting. And we all know what happens there once you get caught. You know, people shoplift relationships all the time. They come in there, you know, faking like they got the money, sticking in their pocket, walk out with it, and then, you know, question why it fell apart. Uh, you know, they caught you. They reached in your pocket and realized you didn't have enough to pay for it. So, <laughs> again, getting back to pre-cooking, pre-cooking is setting your mindset. It's setting your goals and your desires. It's setting your limitations, what you will accept, what you won't accept. It's is setting a, a, a design for where and how long the relationship is going to be. And, and this sounds rigid, but, see, what happens is when you have these things in line, just like you have things in line when you cook, it's a mm-hmm. very precise and concise formula and, and, and carrying out of that formula mm-hmm. because when somebody meets and they ask you, well, you no, know, do you want a serious relationship? You can ask them, like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for someone who I can pass the time with, who I can have a good conversation with, and who I can be together with. Mm-hmm. And if that's not you, then that's cool. You know, but mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's what I'm willing to pay. This is what I prepared myself for. And then someone says, well, I want more. And I'm like, well, then you can just say, I'm not prepared for that. That's not what I'm prepared or capable to do at this time. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It doesn't mean we can't hang out and keep in touch. It just means we are two different restaurants. And so, therefore, we will not be sitting down and eating together.
4: You are so funny, but you're so true. I'm over here cracking up because um, you're breaking this food thing down and comparing it to relationships, man. And And it's so awesome, (laughs) Profound. It's profound,
7: but yet so simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, see, it's, it's, the thing, it's, a, it's like this. One thing that people have done is, in the name of self-preservation, and that's psychologically, mm-hmm. we have taken relationships and suspended them in the middle of the air mm-hmm. and act like they are n- like nothing else in our lives that we do. Mm-hmm. So the rules of living don't apply. The rules of love and logic don't apply. And that is one of the biggest lies we've ever told ourselves. Relationships resemble so much of everything we do, but it's in our vision. There's an optimal distance for being able to see something. Mm -hmm. Further than that, it starts to get blurry. Closer than that, it starts to get blurry. But there is a point where you have the optimal vision and clarity. And there's the same thing for relationships. We talk about, oh, we have to be so close. Listen, if you're so close to me that you are (laughs) up on my chest, then I can't walk. And then if you're so far away from me, i got to yell to speak to you. There's an optimal distance of living and loving, even in being married. Yes, yes.
3: where,
7: Where you walk and talk with a perfect clarity of each other and what you're doing. And so what happens is when we get too close, we start to blow things out of the water. Oh, well we might have to break up cuz we fight too much i'm like i've been friends with people since you know middle school and we argue all the time and never once said i thought man we got to break our friendship up because we argue too much real friends don't argue it's like people argue mm-hmm. people dis- people disagree and what happens is what we've done is we set up this romantic notion that everything is happily ever after and that if you love each other, nothing will ever bother you. And then at the point we get bothered, what we're really saying when we say, we argue too much is this can't be love because this does not fit my definition of it. Love is supposed to be perfect, flawless, and without any work. And says I have to work at this, it can't be love. Wow.
3: But we don't say
7: that because that sounds real stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so what we do is we use say euphemisms. We don't want to say somebody died. We say they passed away or kicked the bucket. No, they died.
3: They died. <laughs>
7: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And passed away might assuage your your vision of it and your idea of it, but it doesn't change the fact that somebody is here and now they're not. Yeah,
3: they're, they're dead. <laughs> they're
7: you know. And if you think that arguing too much means your relationship is over, that means either you're not friends. Or you're selfish and you're stupid, but we exactly. don't want to say that about each other.
4: Exactly. So,
7: so we we cloak it in euphemisms to try to make ourselves look good, but you know, it doesn't, you know.
4: No, it doesn't. Then, then let me. We're gonna we're gonna have to have you back because you're over here cracking me up, and I but it's because <laughs> it's so true. The truth really does set you free, man. Um, uh, you have another in the cooking section. This topic, I love it. Dipping in the pot, playing married. Anthony, unleash this with your profound awesomeness.
7: You see, this is the thing about it. And being married, um, I can really say this with the utmost clarity. There is no similarity between being married and living with somebody except proximity.
3: Mm-hmm. When you
7: live with somebody, you can get up, you can walk away. That's legally and spiritually and be gone. Yeah. Even in common law, there's a little bit of tie, but there, you don't have to go through no overly dramatic anything to go. It's just about you stepping away, and it's a difference from saying. And I mean, let's go with one thing and then the converse. Okay. Marriage is unconditionally. I'm staying with you forever. Right. Anything else is conditionally. I'm staying with you if. Yeah. Two different statements. And anything other than marriage is saying conditionally I will stay with you if. Mm. So what happens is we think that somebody could stick their fingers in the pot and not want to eat. Truth of the matter is at the point that you start letting people stick their fingers in the pot when you're cooking, it's because the food is near done or done. You don't let them put them in there before it's ready. They'll get sick, or the t- people they'll get sick, or they'll taste nasty. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you start giving all of the benefits of marriage, as far as living together, as far as like unlimited intimacy, as far as having children, as far as putting everything together, mm-hmm. what you're doing is giving the illusion that unconditionally you are staying with somebody. Oh, and be. if they believe that you're unconditionally going to stay with them they say, yo, why get married? It's just a piece of paper. Well, yeah. understand, understand that marriage is two things. It is a spiritual and a legal thing, and the legal thing is just because, you know, you give unto Caesar what it ceases. But in the spiritual aspect, a marriage is a promise of two people to God, not just before God, to God, that they are making this union in his name and that they are telling the world to make room for that union and that they're going to live according to that union forever. Okay. Now, contrary to popular belief, God don't have a short memory. Right.
3: So so
7: mm-hmm. it's only so it's only temporary in the eyes of those who don't take God and the and the concept of forever and the spiritual and the spiritual hireling seriously. Mm-hmm. So wow. when you get so when you get into people who talk about it's the same, it's the same it's the same thing as getting into a 30-year lease and a one-year temporary lease. It, it's 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 the same where, you, you know, you have something going back and forth, but 30 years to one year, because you can make a one-year commitment on your head, not thinking about something, because mm-hmm. in 12 months you're going to be out of it. Wow. You you can't you can't make a marriage on that, and think about it, some people are like well. People who get married and they get divorced. Well, those people are the ones who did not accept the true nature of what they were doing. It's like like imagine you sign a um a, um sign a lease to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You you can't just walk away from that bank. No,
3: you can't. When you walk
7: away when you walk away from that bank, you are leaving a part of yourself, a part of your self esteem, a part of your well being along with it. Mm-hmm. They are taking that because they're like, well, you made this commitment to me, and this is not a commitment that you are allowed to get out of. That's the difference between marriage and staying together. Marriage, you have to leave a part of you. You have to start breaking parts of you off and parceling them up just just to understand that you are taking an unconditional, permanent, everlasting thing and trying to break it down into temporal pieces and yeah. then say it's okay. Yeah. So. You know, what happens is you let people think that they have this and then they're not going to want to get married because they think they've attained it already and they don't have an understanding of the next step that they're going to.
4: Yeah. That's, that's phenomenal. And it, when you that knowledge you just, you just gave, I mean, once you, like you said, you impart something, you leave a part of yourself, the bank, when you get tired of paying that mortgage, you just can't say, I'm tired of paying it. Let me walk right. away. No. Yeah. You, you, there's a long, long process for you just uh, just letting that, that relationship yeah. go. So,
7: Living together is a month-to-month lease. And everybody yeah. knows on a month-to-month lease, you can leave, you've got to get 30 days notice, and you can pick up everything and be out, and there ain't nothing different.
3: Wow, that's, that's
7: true. That, that's it. And, and think about it. If you're not saying, I'm with you unconditionally forever, you're saying, I'm with you conditionally if. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't say one, they're saying the other. So all you people living together like he with me forever, for real, go ask him, okay. are you with me forever unconditionally? And, and God asks your girl, say, I want you to tell me right now that unconditionally forever we are together and you will never leave. Mm. And wow. if you can't say that, you're not married you know. and you don't have the same thing as a marriage, you are in an imitation marriage trying to get an imitation feeling and it's never going to be the same.
4: Wow. wow, if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking about yes. Anthony C. Rucker, man. He's breaking it down, truth about relationships. Now, listen, Anthony, our time is, is really gone. I have to extend the show because I need to ask you some more questions before <laughs> you leave. Uh, now you, that's one myth, uh, relationship myth, that, that marriage, you can get out of at any time. Mm. What, are, what are a couple others that people uh, have about marriage or relationships in general? The myth, that's why they create these illusions.
7: Okay, this is, this is for the sisters, and sisters are not going to like this. Sisters with children, this is a, this is a relationship I myth. Me, yeah. me, and, me and my children are a package deal. Mm-hmm. That is a relationship myth. The first thing that parents teach their children is don't talk to strangers, and the first thing you say in a relationship is you tell a stranger they've got to talk to your children. That doesn't make sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And it's in conflicted messages. The mm-hmm. only time that a man or a woman is supposed to be involved with your children is when them not talking is going to be more of a problem than it is for them talking. See, because at that point, they're so integral in your life and such a big part of your life that they have to meet your children. But, for instance, my mother, you couldn't step into our house until you dated dated my mother for at least six months. (laughs) And, I mean, that means means you can only knock knock on the door, say hello to us, and wait for my mother. You are not allowed to step in the house until before six months And then after six months, you were only allowed to come in the doorway. You weren't allowed to sit down. (laughs) You know, and people don't understand that when when children don't have parents, even if they're close and they're still involved in their lives, people will still associate the person dating their parent as a parent, not a replacement for the father, not a replacement for the mother, but as a parent and a parental figure. And they will attach themselves to that person psychologically and emotionally. So yes. every time you break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, mm. your child is breaking up with their father or their mother.
4: Wow. I'm going I'm going to uh, uh, download this and give this to some of my crazy friends and family because they think, <laughs> No, for real, they think I'm being, uh, I don't know, so suchy-muchy when I say it is too soon for, you know, especially when it comes but, to my did, nieces did, and nephews. Uh-uh. Just tell, them, this. It's
7: tell them to do this. Tell them do this. Tell them to look at the psychological studies that they've done on children and the way that they attach to adults, parental figures, and the way that they view people in the lives of their parents.
3: Yeah. Just tell them to do that.
7: the stu- The studies are outstanding. Matter of fact, the first, the first, the first study of schizophrenia was yeah. done in regards to families because what happens is families start creating these situations where nobody is going to be happy with the response that a person is giving and so they start creating these alternate realities to soothe themselves and mm-hmm. to make them feel better and to cope so what happens is even though even and even though the family is not the force that causes it it is an in, integral force you in see. keeping it going so mm-hmm. we have to understand what we are doing to each other by playing with these playing these psychological games with each other by bringing people into people's lives and out of people's lives and playing these games with people's emotions and, and around people's emotions. And what we justify is it is our right. And you know what? It is yes, your right. I'm
4: sick of hearing that too, Anthony. Oh,
7: hold on, hold up Let me finish. It is your right to stick your finger in an electrical socket with copper wire where water draws, but it don't make sense. It is your right to stand out in an electrical storm, hugging an electrical pole, standing on an electrical plate, but it doesn't make sense. And just because you have the right to do it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the common sense not to do it.
3: Mm -hmm. So it is
7: their right, but what you're you're really saying is it's my right to be a fool and a butthole, and if I want to be, I'm going to be. And you know what? Let them be that, but those are the people you need to avoid. Like you know what, you can do that, but you can't do that around me,
4: senior. Mm.
7: Mm, wow. <laughs> you know, and, be by yourself and do that.
4: You know, and when it's it's kind of hard because I'm a teacher and I see that I, I've had many students and I teach writing. When they write uh, the personal narrative, personal experience, it's always about divorce or always about somebody they don't like that their mother or father is dating, and it's like. If they're writing this down for Miss White to read, I know they have been giving you signs, and why aren't the parents paying attention? Oh my goodness! I'm, I hey, know. I mean,
7: as my mother said, you know, when she was talking about, she told me, "Young, don't ever get in domestic disputes." She said, "I don't care what they say or what's happening." She said, "Because a woman will err on the side of the man she's sleeping with." And that? my mother's a Christian. My mother's a Christian woman who I never saw cussed smoke or do anything wrong in their life, but she said that very, she said, and she said it clearly, but she used other language, but she said women will err on the side of the men she's sleeping with and vice versa. So, you know, you got to be very careful about getting those because you just can't win. But, again, that that goes to the nature of us being either desperate, either being this is what we get, this is what we deserve, or trying to create this facade about the person we're with to justify being with him, and you can't justify the facade if you're admitting this dude is a pain in the butt and a, and a punk to your children. So what mm-hmm. you do is you tell your children, no, he's he's different around me. And as I told the woman who said, you know, this one gangster was nice, I said, you know, every dude is nice to the woman he's sleeping with at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, but, but he can't be nice to you and mean to the rest of the world and qualify oh, being God. nice.
4: Wow. That just,
7: mean, that just hey, means say, he's say smart. That, say and, that again. I said, a man can't be just nice to you and mean to the rest of the world and qualify as being nice. What he is, he's a smart opportunist. He understands that if he's nice to you, he'll get <laughs> sex from you, and at the point that you stop giving him sex and stop giving him the attention of a significant other, he's going to be mean to you too. <laughs> so, you know, you can paint that facade if you want to, but, you know, let's ask ourselves who's the fool.
4: Cool. Wow. Ooh, that make a good book too. Who's the fool? <laughs>
3: hmm.
4: Anthony. You are really you've me speak. I've never been this quiet on my show, but I'm quiet because I'm writing and I'm I'm meditating everything you're saying, I'm dealing with, with a, a family member, uh, really, really, really and it's wearing my spirit. But let's take a break. Give us your contact information so we can get this relationship cookbook.
7: Okay, you can get my book at www.relationshipcookbook.com. Mm-hmm. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and MaxBacks. Max, all of those dot com. Anybody who goes to the major distributors. My email is very simple: Anthony at relationshipcookbook.com. If you want to get in touch with me through the phone, the office number is seven one eight five nine eight seven four nine one. And even if you're out of town, you know, we can do consultations over the phone or in the day of modern technology, we can do webcam. So, you know, wow. it's it's always it's always available. And, again, that's RelationshipCookbook.com, Anthony at RelationshipCookbook.com, and it's 718-598-7491. And for my New York people, I am not in New York. Thank God for Vonage mm-hmm. because you can keep the number. Yeah. <laughs> that you had even other places. So
4: wow.
7: I'm in California.
4: In California. Now let me, I got a quick question. Is is this a picture of you and your wife on your a book?
7: Yes, ma'am. And that was not actually a picture for the book. I was out of town um, performing, and my wife, we were trying to decide what we were going to do for the cover because my wife is my editor and my layout mm-hmm. layout design person. And she said, I have a picture for the book, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, because if I tell you what it is, you're going to say no. I'm a very private person, believe it or not. So my personal life stays Because you're pertinent. a
4: writer, man. That's why. I, I know. I'm a, and, I'm a writer. But
7: the, the, the picture you actually, you, that, that's on the cover was actually a picture that was taken from our family photos. Every year we take family photos
3: uh-huh. with
7: us and not with our kids. And that was literally one from our family photo that um, she put in our family photo session that she put on there. And she was right, because I would have been like, no, no personal pictures, but it worked. It really worked.
4: It works with this right. book. Wow, Anthony C. Rucker. Uh, Danielle, you we got time for one more question before we let this awesome guy go.
5: Okay, I want to learn about the difference between fresh food and spoiled food in the eating section.
7: Okay, fresh food and spoiled food this is very simple. Uh, apple, just picked from the tree, fresh Fresh apple, an apple is has been sitting in the house for three months, six years, spoiled apple, how that relates to relationships. Buying a woman flowers is something that we usually do as men first time we see it. Mm-hmm. That's picking it fresh from the tree. We just met, I'm finding you, I, I buy you flowers. If I'm still just buying you flowers six years, that's spoiled food. That is the same thing that I've been picking from the first day and giving it to you. It's, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. And we, we'll say it's new. I got you petunias this time where I used to get you roses. It's still an object that you got me flowers. So right. how can you how can you make flowers be new? What right. I did is instead of buying my wife flowers, now I plant her flowers. So now mm-hmm. she can have a garden. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So now it's like you don't come home with just have roses. Now you come home and how about I plant you something? How about we start a garden together and we can go till it together and do that together. So now that's the fresh food. I know you like flowers, but instead of buying you flowers, I'm going to plant you flowers. And how about next year, instead of buying you flowers and planting you flowers, I find a nice, I forgot what they call them, Um, not the greenhouses, but they have places, arboretum, mm-hmm. where they have flowers from all over the world. And then I take you for a walk through that, and we discover flowers and find something new to plant. And see, that's how you do something fresh, every year with the idea of flowers you can always do something with flowers but it doesn't have to be the same old you know i went to the store i bought you a dozen in a card so what (laughs) for real or how about this Mm -hmm. if you if you and even if you want to get the same old rose how about this have her come home your wife come home and then you have roses and you have them in a path around the house and each Mm -hmm. stop is something special that you set up for so it might be roses from the door to the dinner table, and from the dinner table to the backyard where you have dessert, then from that to the bathroom where you give her a bath and wash her feed. And from that to the bed where you do what you do. But, I mean, that's a way that you can use flowers. But the same old just buying flowers and sticking them in her hand, that's spoiled food. That's something you've been feeding her since the first day you met her. And then you're looking at her like, why don't you like this wood? Do you like three-year-old apples, six-month-old yes. apples that has been sitting exactly. out? You know, or, or would you like the idea of having to chew off the same apple for six months, mm. six years,
3: mm.
7: 60 wow. years. These people have been married 30, 40 years, and, <laughs> and that's their fail-safe. I'm going to go buy some flowers. It's like <laughs> you mean in 30 years. You ain't, you have not found anything creative to do with flowers besides buy them from a store and put them in their hand For real? No. That's spoiled food. That's spoiled food. Get fresh with it. Come up with an idea. And I wanted to say something, sisters real quick about what the other brother was saying. And, and you got, when y'all were talking about the man finding the woman, finding a good thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were talking about it's unnatural for the woman to pursue.
3: <clears throat>
7: but one thing we talk, that with God, don't, we got to get away from absolutes because it was a time where David ate the bread that was for the priest, and when they came to him, I said, that's what the priest, thanks lead leaving our sacred bread. And David was like, what, you think, God would rather have us starve? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes God will have you go out of the natural order to put things back in natural order. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there might be a man who God is saying you need to gonna be in your life, but he needs to be snapped into acting right and getting mm-hmm. where he needs to be. And he might send you up to say, listen, dude, God put us together, and I'm waiting for you, and you're messing stuff up. You need to get your act together and get to me when you get right. Wow. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You just got to make sure it's God talking and not you.
4: Right. But That is the key, Anthony C.
5: Rucker. <laughs> I
7: don't think but don't,
5: pursuing him, though, either. Like, I think yeah. that's different than what the intent that when I said it. I, I wouldn't see that yeah. as pursuing that man. It's oh, a, and I'm not,
7: saying, I'm not saying you are, but it's important for the listeners because, some you know, one thing that I do is get inside other people's hearing. Like, well, one, one sister said something like, you know, love should be easy. And I knew what she meant, but I went over. She said, well, no, I'm not saying it's supposed to be like that. I said, yeah, but the people who heard you think you mean that you're supposed to be flowers and sunshine and nothing goes wrong. But what they didn't hear was the implied work in your voice and your tone and in your statement that's saying that if you work and do this, when you get to the point of love, it's not going to be a hard thing. It's going to be easy because it fits because you worked on it and the other person has worked on it. So that's what I was saying about that, that some people might hear that don't pursue and they're like, no, I can't talk to him or approach him because that's pursuing him. You don't take after anybody.
4: That's really uh, you know what I am it shows saying? me that they gotta get in tune with who they are and really with the voice of God because it's. I yeah. I think people, like I, you say, people know what they're supposed to do, but we just don't do it. Um, oh yeah, like I said,
7: I've, I've never seen anybody who didn't see it coming. I just know people wouldn't admit it was happening.
4: Right, right. Anthony C. Rocker. So when is your next book coming out, man? You didn't got me uh, uh over her speeches on Real Talk with Tanya White. Y'all know I'm I mean, oh, not like it.
7: Actually, I'm writing. I'm working on a book um, called "The Relationship mm-hmm. Cookbook for um, New and Soon-to-Be Fathers," and then there's a relationship cookbook called "Putting Away Child Things: Putting Away Child Things: The Black Man's Guide to Himself." So, Good. it's about which one is about which one I, I finish first.
4: Now, listen, whatever like, I mean, you finish that, uh, shoot me an email. We will make space for you on the Real Talk with Tony Wayne show. You have, uh, you I appreciate space. that giving us thought provoking information and information that really stunned Tanya White. Tanya White talks a lot, Anthony Rucker. Um put you <laughs> right, right now. And I'm just sitting on my, my 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 notes are just full my sheets are just full with notes. Well listen, before we let you go, we have run over time. Uh you have been awesome. Um, thank you. Yes, yes us very some, awesome. what are three hard decisions men must make so they can have healthy dating relationships. And what we're going to talk about next week is healthy marriages. So leave us with the three heart decisions and men must make, because we're celebrating men's month on Real Talk with Tiny White. So we're talking specifically to men.
7: Men must be honest about where they're at and what they want. Mm, mm, mm. Because a man marries at the right time. He gets to a position in his life where he wants to marry And men need to learn to say without fear of being labeled that I'm not at the point where I want to get married, but when I am, I'll let you know. Because Mm -hmm. we're afraid to say that because we'll be labeled as being afraid of commitment. But we have to be honest. If we're not ready for a relationship, we shouldn't fake it to be in someone's good graces or to maintain something with somebody. The other thing that we have to do is we have to be men. And we have to stop apologizing for things that we have not done and Mm accept the responsibility for those of us who are just grown boys and are not living the accountability and maturity and responsible lives of men and call them that. Don't worry about all this divisiveness. Do not suffer for what boys do.
3: Mm.
7: And Mm. then three, we have to understand that we've been bamboozled when it comes to the idea of emotion and feeling and that humans, being human means that you cry, that you laugh, that you have joy, and that you have pain, and that holding in emotions are the reasons that we die before women because that has a negative effect. And you can cut, like, three to ten years off of your life just by never crying. Wow. wow. <laughs> that stress builds up in you. So understand that you have tear ducts. And it's a fool who doesn't use his windshield wipers because he claims he can see.
3: Cry if you need to. Wow.
7: Cry Cry and have emotions if you need to. Those are the three things I would say to brothers. And if you put those things in line, those would be the trickle-down, domino theory that would start knocking everything down and putting them in line. And always, as implied, put God first, let him run the show, and be a happy second in charge.
4: Wow, Anthony C. Rucker Y'all better get this book right now Go to Relationship Cookbook And while you're going there You better go to com And get Relationship Reruns Because the two go hand in hand Hey, we're going to follow up with you Later, and we're going to send you another date To be back on this show, man
7: Mm -hmm. Um, I I thank you for letting me be on the show
4: Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal You've been phenomenal Yeah, absolutely great So Listen, we're going to follow up with you later. Many blessings, success to you and your family, and look forward to ma'am. the many, many other books that you're going to bring. Yes,
7: ma'am.
4: All right. Have a phenomenal night. You too. Thank you. Take care, Anthony. All
7: right, take care.
3: Take care.
4: Wow, Bye-bye. Wow. Real talk had to go overtime tonight, do I'm just literally, I think I'm playing, but I'm just, like, blown away right now. I'm trying Let to collect go. myself. <laughs> this has been the most quietest. I have been in a while, so we have we have about fifteen minutes left, Danielle. Okay. So, what did you glean from these two powerful? And look, when I book guests, I know they're going to be great. Mm-hmm. But these men, they they really, they they knock. I don't know what I can't even describe it. They bored yeah, me. <laughs> it's like it's like the Mastercard commercial, you know, where it says, I don't know something costs
5: $10, something costs something else, and something the simplest thing in life is priceless. It was priceless. And, okay. you know, I encourage everyone who's listening to this show live and in the chat room to make sure you go back, download this, put it on your iPod. This is definitely a show to come back to because they dropped so many powerful things. And I know it warms my heart to hear men sharing openly, transparently, mm-hmm. and not being concerned about themselves. So, taking the macho out of it and offering something to teach someone else yes. or to give somebody else a leg up like that was the best thing about the entire experience and so to have two incredible representations of men that are after the heart of god man, it just that, doesn't get any was better the first than that,
4: thing, and you can really you can really uh notice that from when they open their mouths uh it yes. was just so peaceful, yeah firm he yeah. was thought-provoking, yet simple. And it all yeah. comes from that they both were grounded, rooted and grounded in the word of God and in the heart of God. And that's what I heard. That's, I think that's why I'm blown away. Because, you know, as Christians, we, we're we taught that, that there are men out there. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen, I've got friends like that. But to hear somebody that you don't know from another part of the world literally confirm me, and confirming everything uh that you believe about men because like I said, I love men, I love the best, I love the worst, and I try to, you know, build those healthy relationships. But hearing that from a man, especially the last three nuggets that uh Anthony gave on mm. you know, you gotta you gotta be emotional. Stop believing all that stuff that men you know, men don't have emotions. Um, and really just their love and celebration First of all, for themselves, and then for building and uh, healthy families and marriages, it is it is literally blown me away tonight. And
5: absolutely, and I think that's just the signs of a great show because you should walk away with your cup so full that it is in fact overflowing. And so there are no no words left to speak because everything that needed to have been said has already been said. And I think that that again, we give kudos to you guys and hope you're still listening. Uh, to Ed Houston and to Anthony C. Rucker, because that was just incredible. There's no other word to use.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So it that have, was
5: really, really amazing.
4: Like they have transformed uh, minds, hearts, and hopefully households uh, with, with what they said, because like when you don't know no better, you can't do any better, but you've, you've got the knowledge tonight. If you're listening live or to the I archives, get these books, Ed, uh, has donated single and living free. So we're going to have a trivia question later on on Facebook. And if you're not uh, one of my Facebook friends, just uh, facebook.com backslash Real Talk with Tanya White. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, uh, don't tell Give us your contact information and before we close out the show and tell us what's next for you. All right, uh, again,
5: Darnell A. Jervy, the founder and chief empowerment officer of Incredible One Enterprises. And you can reach me very quickly at www.darnell.com. Um, up next, I'm so excited because I have a 20 hour, 20 hours of transformation, a sleepover event coming up October the 9th mm-hmm. and 10th. It's in Philadelphia, and we are only allowing 14 serious women who are ready to experience transformational change in their life. We have eight spots left. So we're really excited about that. It's called Incredible Power, and the POWER is an acronym. It stands for Position, Optimism, Wealth, Expectation, and Resilience in Relationships. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited about that. November the 7th, we have – Handle Your Business with Incredible Power, which will be about personal power, um, branding, and relationships, which is pretty awesome. And I'm partnering with Linda Dillard of Power and Progress, and she is a relationship coach here in Delaware. And she and I collaborate and Synergize. And we're just excited about helping people to work on the six inches between their ears and to really help yeah. people to effectively burn the box. The box has got to go if you want to meet the incredible you. And so we are We have those two events coming up most recently. I'm working on book number six. Mm-hmm. to back away from the incredible snatchers, and the incredible snatchers are those people who have been sent to negate all talent and confidence that has been earmarked and reserved for your success. So the haters, the dream stealers, the doubters, the instigators, your friends and your family and your church members, your coworkers, they've got <laughs> to go. Because you are on a mission, and you cannot allow them to hold you
4: back. You can't. I love your titles. I love your passions. That's why you're always here. Um, Thank you for being my co-host. You was incredible. Having and, me. Uh, I want to have you back. Remember, it's Men's Month on Real Talk with Tanya White. We're, talk, we're hearing from men all month long. And if this was a phenomenal start to what is to come. Next week, we have Jesse Duckworth back. Uh, And Shelby Hill I'm so excited As we talk about marriage From the male perspective We're going to talk about How they knew they was ready to commit uh, How they knew uh, that that was their wife And so many other uh, issues From the male perspective And then on the 17th We're talking about money, power, respect Why men need it And what women can do to help them attain it The 24th is our online blog Pre-release party of the 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, a woman's guide to creating a drama-free life while dealing with difficult men who cause strife. I'm going to read from my third book that's going to be released on the 29th. I'm going to hear from some more phenomenal, magnificent men, and I'm uh, going to take your questions. And then October, y'all, you know, what you is she talking about, October? Because it's around the corner. It's outstanding October month. We're going to have, we've got a phenomenal lineup. I'm not even going to tell you But thank you so much for joining us. I hope you pass this on. Facebook it, Twitter it, visit TonyaWhite.com, get Relationship Reruns, get How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. We have some teleseminars coming up, Girl, Handle Your Business. Uh, And I can't even thank you all. My mind is gone, but visit TonyaWhite.com. We have so many things coming up uh, on the show uh, through the book. Uh, We also, top of the year, I have, I'm releasing four girl series books. The first is Girl, Go For It. Uh, and the next three are Girl, Handle Your Business, How to Build, Brand, and Boom Your Business. So look for that. Listen, y'all, we're doing big things here. We have big guests, big topics, big people. But listen, if you remember nothing else, remember that single, living single and free is possible. And it's possible for you to attract healthy relationships. When you first become healthy yourself, then you attract those healthy relationships. Do not settle for less than your best. When you do uh, expect the best, you're going to get the best, and then you're going to get the best relationship. Your relationship uh, with a man should be fulfilling, should be upgrading, should be just altogether lovely, not conflict-free, but altogether lovely. Listen, we're going to close with my favorite uh, artist, Joe LaVert. I just can't help myself because that is the epitome What relationship from a man man that I know I want and deserve because a man, as we heard tonight, they do want relationships. They do want healthy relationships. And when they do what they need to do to get it, then they're going to attract what they need to attract. Listen, love you guys. Have a phenomenal weekend. Darnell. you've been incredible. You didn't plug your show. When did your show come on? For having me. Because I'm not so girl. I know. I know you are, girl. We are on
5: Walk It Out Wednesday, an incredible moment with Darnielle. This is a September to remember. Next week is 90909, and 9 mm-hmm. is the number of manifestations. Mm-hmm. So we have a show all about moments of manifestation for you next week. I'm really excited, you guys. Um, yeah, so join us 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Walk It Out Wednesday. Walk It right Out Right here Wednesday. on Wild Talk.
4: Yes, we're gonna close with Drill Levert. I just can't help myself, and I bet y'all don't know what movie this came from. I'm a huge Drill Levert fan. If you know, email us at tanyawhite, tanya white tanya tanya white dot com. We we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye bye. Thanks for your incredible. Mm-hmm. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.